Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Walt and I are glad that you've joined with us. You know, last time we talked about a woman named Lydia. She's seen only in one chapter in the book of Acts, and we don't know a lot about her story, her life journey. However, we do know she heard the message of Jesus Christ and believed. Then Lydia opened her home in Philippi to Paul and Silas and their missionary group, becoming the first church in Europe. Well, this week, we want to take a couple of steps back and look more closely at Paul's life journey. Let's go back to his early years when he was called by the name of Saul. He was zealous for the Jewish religion, and he boldly rejected the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And Brenda, even as we start by looking back, the importance of this man and how God used his life, it it really can't be overstated. Of the 27 books in the New Testament, 13 are attributed to this man, and approximately one half of another, the book of Acts or the Apostles, it deals with his life and his works. Thus, about half of the New Testament is connected with Paul and the people who he influenced. Now, going back, Saul was trained initially to be a tent maker in Acts 18. Um, He joins with some other tent makers because he was of the same trade. And he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade. That's what Paul was trained to do. But beyond that, he was also trained as a Pharisee. In Philippians 3, 4-6, through we read, Paul saying, I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence, I have more. I was circumcised on the eighth day. Check that box. I'm of the people of Israel. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews. And as to the law, a Pharisee. And as to zeal, a persecutor of the church. And as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Well, and as you say that, as you read those verses from Philippians 3, Walt, we're, we're just reminded of Saul's desire to live a religious life, to be a religious Jew, to live according to the law. By his own account, he was the best Jew, right? Yeah, and, and not only that, he, he had a, a life story that just came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, here's this guy named Saul, and he just appears on the pages of the Bible in Acts 8. Um, Acts 22 also reminds us, he, he was trained by a very famous rabbi. Um, he says there in Acts 22, verses 3 and 4, he said, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus, which is modern-day southeastern Turkey. And I was educated at the feet of Gamaliel, according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God as to all of you this day. I persecuted the way to death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women. And this phrase, I was educated at the feet, is a very Jewish concept of honoring a teacher. You know, rabbis would stand to read the word of God, And then they would sit on the seat of Moses to teach the meaning of what they had just read. 
And this man, Gamaliel, was one of the great leaders. As a matter of fact, in, later in Acts, we, we're going to find out that he he um, was a defender of the of the church, at least initially. Um, it, it says that he was a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law. He was held in honor by all people, and he stood up to give orders to put the men outside for a while, and they're. Kind of, He's contrasting these men. We need to get them out of here. We need to have a, a, a personal discussion. And he said, men of Israel, the Sanhedrin, take care what you're about to do with these men. And then he can sit, continues. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan, following Jesus Christ, or this undertaking is of man, it, it will fail. But... If it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice. You know, his renown is summed up by these words in the Talmud, the, the explanation about the Torah. It says that when Rabbin, and that's a title not just of a rabbi, but a, but a, a, a well-attested, famous, um, important people, is he, Rabbi Gamaliel the Elder, when he died, Regard for the Torah, the Jewish law, ceased, and purity and piety died. And even as I'm talking about um, this man who was Paul's teacher, it reminds me of um, a time when I was teaching pastors in the Ukraine. It was the summer of 1999, and there were two groups of pastors in, in neighboring towns that wanted more formal Bible instruction. These men had endured great persecution through the years and probably are right now because that's the area where there's fighting going on. But they were good shepherds to the people in their churches. And kind of a head to heart here, do you honor the faithful teachers of God's word? Do you pray for them? Do you encourage them with words of affirmation and with notes? And if you don't regularly honor them, if you don't do this usually, I would invite you to do so this week. Contact them one way or another and tell them you appreciate them and you're, you're glad they faithfully teach the word of God. You know, and as, as you share that, Walt, I, I remember you, you returning from that trip in the Ukraine and just your heart was just so humbled by those men and some of the stories, um, actually pastors who had been thrown into prison um, in the Ukraine and, and been persecuted themselves for what they were teaching uh, their flocks. And that was an amazing opportunity well, with this education and the religious training that Saul has received from this leader to to be honored, to be lifted up, Saul then was also viewed as one of the leading Pharisees in Jerusalem, even though he was actually still a younger man. Saul was given a position of authority. The other religious leaders were looking up to him. They followed his example and his leading. And we see this in Acts 7, verse 58. Through Acts 7, we see Stephen's message of the gospel as he walks through the Old Testament and shows who Jesus Christ is. And then he talks about Jesus' life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. But here we see that they cast Stephen out 
of the city of Jerusalem, and they stoned him. He is the first martyr of the church. And then these words, the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. You know, others were looking to Saul, and we see that Saul was participating in the persecution of the early church. And as we continue, just Acts verses 1 through 3 in Acts 8, that this continues that thought. Saul wasn't just participating in the persecution. He was leading it with great determination. And I read there, And there arose in that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. They stayed there in Jerusalem. They were devout men, buried Stephen, and made a great lamentation over him. But Saul, here's Saul again, he was ravaging the church and entered house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. And then he travels to Damascus. Um, It even says there in Acts 9, and we'll look at this more next week. But in Acts 9, it says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, he went to the high priest, and he asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found anyone belonging to the way, that's an early name for Christianity, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And we know as Saul lived these early years of his adult life, yes, he sat under an amazing teacher who taught the law. He he held on to that. But we know that Saul persecuted the church of God violently, and he tried to destroy it. He advanced in Judaism beyond his his age. He was a leader, even though he was a young man, and he was extremely zealous toward the Jewish law, the Torah. In fact, even in Acts 26, 9, uh, Saul, and now he is Paul, makes this statement, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And you know, as we've been working through uh, these different texts, and we've been looking at the early years of Saul's life, I'm reminded that Saul is the least likely candidate to become a leader for the cause of Christ to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And yet, isn't that such an amazing picture of God's mercy and his grace? Yeah, it sure is. That that God, that God reaches down while wherever we are. I mean, you, you have your personal testimony. I have my testimony. But he reaches down. He touches hearts. God changes the lives of sinners And I'm reminded of the words of this hymn, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. We're all sinners. We're all broken. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. My personal application here, my head to heart is this, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've walked through in your life, bad choices, gone down a wrong path. God desires for you to come as you are. Come as you are. 
kneel before the cross, taste of his grace and forgiveness. This is his free gift. And, and you know, Brenda, that's so important. We don't have to clean up our life in order to come to the Lord. We just need to love him well and, and live a life that is, is, is pleasing him. When we come to him in faith and we say, God, I give you my life. Do with it what you will. Well, as we summarize the early years of Saul's life, we've noted these details, and and these are all important because they contribute to what this man is going to be able to do. Um, It's amazing. But he was a Jew born in Tarsus in the modern-day southeastern Turkey. And and not only that he was born there, he also was a Roman citizen, and we'll see that in future lessons He was educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strict manner of the law. And again, the two great rabbis from this time period, Hillel and Gamaliel, who was the grandson of Hillel, they're still quoted today. When rabbis talk about Rabbi Hamel, Gamaliel did this, and his grandfather Hillel did this, they still quote these men. That's how well-respected Paul's teacher was. You know, he's told us that he was zealous for the law of God, and and I think that's what the Lord saw when he when he picked him, and when he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make you um, a traveling witness to my son Jesus Christ," and he persecuted followers of Jesus even to death and binding and delivering both men and women. I I think that's an important note. It's not just that he's going after the leading men. But they're, they're leading ladies also. They've been so important in the life of Jesus. And, and they're going to also need to be put into prison. And, and Saul stood by and he gave approval when Stephen's blood was shed. He, he's not just there. He's in charge of that whole murder. And, and that's what Acts 22 says to us. And then it goes on in one synagogue after another, Saul imprisoned and beat those who believed in Jesus. You know, one of the things we love to do when we go to Israel is visit some of these old synagogues and say, Jesus was almost surely here because he taught in all the synagogues around um, Nazareth and then around Galilee. And, and Jesus is teaching on all of them. And they, they keep finding new ones, like the one uh, that, that they found that was where Mary um, of Magdalene, Magdala, they found um, uh, an ancient synagogue there from the time of this. And so not only was Jesus there, we also can say Paul was there. Because Jesus was there, he wants to go and check out these synagogues. And, and that's part of his process. Well, if even as we get to this point, we're kind of ending on a, a, a low note because this guy is just beating up the church. And even as we get to that point, we need to ask, okay, Father, what do I need to learn from this? Yeah, and I remember um, yesterday while we were talking through just this lesson and our script for this week's podcast, and and we talked about, um, we went back to his zeal, right? To the zeal that Saul had in what he felt called to do, persecuting the church, persecuting the way, as it's referred to in Acts And we talked about King Herod and that he sought to kill the baby Jesus, remember, in Matthew 2, and sent his troops to Bethlehem to kill all the baby boys two years and under. 
and what what was the difference? Remember, you you pointed that out to, and I thought it was so profound that God sees, God knows our yeah. hearts when when we sometimes we don't, you know, we're lost in our sin, right? And we're in darkness until we receive His gift of light and of life. And um, I just I love that point that you made that God saw the heart of Saul and knew that he could take that zeal, even though he was persecuting, putting people to death, it was much different than Herod, the hardness of Herod's heart. Yeah, and even with that, Brenda, remember, uh, shortly after he tried to kill the baby Jesus, and he killed all the children around Bethlehem and in that whole area that were two years old and younger. Can you imagine that? I mean, just going into and just running a sword through these little babies, um, it, it's just amazing um, and the level of Herod the Great's um, activities. He was a madman. He killed his favorite wife. He, he killed his two favorite sons. I mean, he was a madman. And, and yet Paul isn't, isn't going to do that. Paul is zealous for the Lord, and the Lord sees that. God's going to use his zeal and his training to call many Jews and Gentiles to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, in our next podcast lesson, Saul's name will change to Paul. But more importantly, he will have a new assignment from the Lord. And we've, we've given just a little glimpse into that. God is going to use Saul's zeal. He's going to use Saul's training under Gamaliel to call many Jews and Gentiles to personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we want you to remember God calls to each of us. He calls and says, come and follow me. Do you have to clean up your act? No. Come just as you are. Come as you are. And we pray you will faithfully walk with God each and every day. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.